0: Welcome to this podcast that has no name. Um, I'm Harry. I'm Harley. We are brothers in arms. Up in arms. And we're going to talk about the UFO phenomenon.
1: And everything else. We'll go on tangents about consciousness, history, um, sleep, and how it's all connected um, to to the few big questions that we have in this life.
0: There is no structure. There is no structure. This isn't scripted. We are just going to, you know,
1: this is our first one off the the cuff, cuff, right? So bear with. We are probably going to go down some deep rabbit holes about everything and anything, Um, and we don't know much. But we just ask questions and have good conversations. We are recording this podcast uh, a
0: week after the 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 week disclosure it wasn't
1: very strong, was it? It was not as strong as what people wanted it to be, but it's a start. Could you it call it a disclosure? Of... It is disclosure of 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 sorts, isn't it? And what we're talking about is um, is the disclosure out of uh, the USA, America, uh, on UFOs and uh, the the disclosure report that came from the Senate. And we'll get into that, I'm sure. But let's talk about where we're recording this
0: from. As you could probably tell by our accents, we are from the UK which has seen
1: a big, fat nothing. And that is because of censorship. And we've seen classic cens- censorship uh, with the UFO phenomenon in the UK. Um, we don't really get any coverage from the BBC ITV about UFOs. And the most infamous case is the Turk incident, which we uh, came across quite recently. Quite recently, yeah. um, at, That was so suppressed and, and just denounced by the media and everyone else and the MOD. And um, they didn't even see the light of day. So we,
0: we had this UFO disclosure in America. Um, whilst this was happening, all the UK were covering in the media was the fact that our health secretary was having an affair. Now, in my opinion, and I might be wrong, I don't want to get into politics in this podcast. This isn't going to be a podcast about politics. But in my opinion, and I, I can't be on my own on this, I think the UFO disclosure deserves more coverage than a rusty old man and his mistress,
1: you know? Yes, I, I get what you're saying, but also like I like I was saying earlier, because we obviously you know had lots of discussions off of you know off recording, um and, and we, we spoke about this briefly, and we spoke about media and media coverage. And look, they're a business. They're there to make money. And so they go for the juiciest stories, right? And, and, so, and that's a juicy story. And so that is why they all jumped on that, and, and they're story. exploiting that. What I found was disgusting. I don't want to get into this t- for too long. But actually, uh, there was a meme I saw. I think I saw it on LinkedIn because uh, I'm not on social media. Um, but it was of all the all the photographers outside of outside of Matt Hancock's house taking pictures of his wife yeah. and asking her for comments. Yes. How disrespectful, man! She's just gone through some of the h- toughest fucking yeah. days of she her just life. Found out her husband's having it's been a It's fucking phone. disgusting. Yep. Yeah, and, and all they care about is getting a story or getting a comment to sell to sell that onto their viewers uh, first. So, well, they... I'm not sure where I read this from, but I read in an article that the camera was deliberately put there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So so Matt Hancock came out and basically requested um, that his office be swept for bugs and cameras and listening, audio devices, et cetera, because that's, that was his initial fear, is that he was being spied on or et cetera uh, to get dirt. But, but yes, you're right. The camera was there. It and he had, had just, a lot to be worried about. Exactly. <sighs>
0: um,
1: but it had just been switched around, and you can never be too careful, obviously. You're always going to get caught out. If you're doing something wrong, you're going to get caught. You know, just be a good fucking decent human being and don't fuck about. Um, but anyway, I digress. What I want to get into, Harry, um, is your first UFO experience. Before we get into why we're so deep on UFOs or how did you first get into it? And what was your first actual experience with a UFO? Because I know we've, we've both seen UFOs ourselves.
0: I feel um, like I want to answer this like Lou Alessandro does. You know. It <laughs> sounds really cryptic and cool and just says, I'm not able to say, you
1: know, <laughs> I'm not liable to tell it, you. It's classified. Yeah. No, but, you know, uh, gosh.
0: This Wasn't
1: that, the, that was like the Tom Cruise thing in Top Gun. Yeah. It's classified. It's classified. <laughs> if I told you I'd have to kill you. Yeah. No, if, um,
0: if I'm honest, I have seen a lot, but I don't know if that's because I look up at the sky a lot. I don't understand how more people don't see what I see. Yes. Um, I, I sometimes think, Maybe you're crazy, Harry. You know? Yes. Are you seeing things? Because every time I get, I, I work a late shift, right? So I get home early hours in the morning, very dark, on a, on a clear sky. I look up. It, I'm only outside for 15 minutes and I see a couple of things. And I'm like, wow. So if I stayed out here for a couple of hours, imagine, unfortunately, within the UK, it's Baltic. I can't do that. But you, it, <laughs> there's something going on all the time, and obviously we have things in our orbit that could be misconstrued as a UFO. You have to be careful because SpaceX, uh, um, the the the, the satellites Starlink, Starlink, the the satellites that are going over, they they're causing a problem now for astronomers and and UFO ufologists alike. But there are some things that
1: just can't be explained. Look, you're absolutely right. And look, there are there are lots of different shaped aircraft. There are helicopters, there are you know, planes, there Ooh. are fighter jets, there are then, you know, big C C one thirties, they're bigger aircraft. They're even bigger than that. You've got your commercial airliners, um And then you've got your satellites, and like you say, you've got low-orbit satellites, you've got high-orbit. So you've got satellites. There's a lot up there. There's a lot up there. There's a lot. That that. is made by us. And that we can also identify and write off, and that's what we do oftentimes. We will go, that is a satellite. It's going in one straight line. We we can identify a a satellite, me and you, Mm. quite clearly.
0: Mm.
1: Now, when we see a UFO, that is what it is. It's unidentified. We're not saying, you know, it's an alien craft. That is the the biggest misconstruction Mm. that, Um, debunkers come up with Mm. i'm not saying it is i'm just saying it's unidentified Mm. and that is where you just have to draw the line look i just didn't know what it was it was unidentified Mm. i know that it wasn't these things i can but i don't know what it was yeah and a lot of the time especially in the us i don't know how 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 advanced the, the uk military go with this um there are lots of what they call black book projects and these are special fighter jets that you know special black book projects that you would not even know what they are they look crazy they're triangle shaped Mm. um, etc so they 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 have them and they can again be debunked at a higher level but there are some things that aren't explained and when 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 i see lights in the sky you know i'm not looking for the light or the size or the what i'm looking for how it moves across the sky because that is the biggest right of course now yes so
0: if we're going to talk about satellites they go in one direction at they, one speed at one speed at a at, at a velocity that never changes because it's orbiting it cannot slow down and what is going to propel it to go faster right so we know we know the logistics of how this thing moves so we can we can analyze it and go right let's see if we see this object in the sky how's it moving we can start to we can start to you know we can rule that out, can't we? We can, rule we? That we can out. then just go, okay,
1: that is, that's but then like, what's that's, left that's
0: then identified. What's left? Because if you've got something so high that it is clearly in the upper atmosphere, With the in the orbit, right? Because you know, it's, if it's a plane, you know, there has to be some sort of uh, lights to indicate that it's there. Often so, so red and green. Often red and green, right. And but a flash. It's so, it, it, It's not even difficult, really, to to identify to identify an unidentified yeah. flying object. It's, I'm trying to make it more complicated than it really is. It's, it's really easy. If something's up there that looks like a satellite but is moving unlike a satellite, odd. It's odd. You watch just pay more attention so, to it and how it moves. And so then when you, go. Okay. So coming back to your first question, when was the first time you saw a UFO? Jesus, yeah, get to There's that. been so many that I can't even remember the first time. There is, a, there is one time... Which, was prob- which will probably stay in my memory uh, the most, unlike these satellite-looking things that kind of uh, move in odd directions. Um, and, I, and it was
1: fairly recent. I okay, sent you the video, right? You've seen yes. it? Yes, yep. Um, so explain what happened, Harry, because you, you had finished a late shift. You got back from work at about 3, three o'clock
0: in the morning. Okay, let me put my tinfoil out on for everyone out there, okay, because I'm going to start to go into
1: the Stephen Greer... And um, this is a big part of what we're missing about how we see UFOs is because we, we, we kind of attract them to us. And this is and what don't, puts don't, a lo- don't, don't Don't be put off by that. It guys. puts a lot of people off. Um, please, um, I, you know, please carry on with your story, Harry. I'm sorry. Okay, so
0: Stephen Greer, um, I won't. I won't. So I am not well adverse with the history of how he started his uh career. I know he was a doctor. Um, um, he was a doctor for. <laughs> Uh, was
1: it um, trauma? Was it uh, he uh, was like an EMT doctor, yeah, right, yeah. Or, or a surgeon? Yeah, he he, he was a big swing and dick EMT guy. Apparently got called in by
0: the military to look at some aliens, right? right? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he Let's not go the down st- there. We'll no. talk about that in a in, in a, that's a whole podcast in itself. Yes. Let's not right? we'll sort of go there. Let's just stick on Harry so, Try to anyway. So, you know, I sort of dabbled in in and out of it. He was on Joe Rogan at one point, you know. That was a disappointing podcast. Um, but the, I the documentary was, came out, Close Encounters of the Third uh, Th- third, fourth, fifth, sixth kind. Yeah, he's got a he's got a show on Netflix. He's, uh, you can find it on anyway, YouTube. Anyway, so he says that he had an experience um, with an extraterrestrial um, and he said that he called it to him. Uh, that really found that interesting um, and obviously didn't believe it at the time, massive skeptic. Then I started watching the films, then I started watching the documentaries and I saw how many people had seen the same thing after following his instructions. So I was like, you know what, how's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt me to just sit there in the garden, put my tinfoil hat on and go, come to me. Right. And see what happens. And then one day after a late shift, I come home, I sit in the garden, I look up at the sky and I'm saying to myself, come to me, you know, show me where you are. If you exist, you know, show yourself. All of a sudden I see this, what looks like a satellite, come over the horizon, and I'm like, mm, interesting, that is probably a lot brighter than the normal satellites that I see, probably the ISS, that's my initial instinct. Then all of a sudden, it starts to swerve, right? Um, not, not, not huge diversions, but in a way that looks like it's being manned, um, completely unlike any satellite I've ever seen, and then all of a sudden it starts to flicker, Like a, like it gets dimmer Uh, and I catch this on camera um, and then it shines like a flare in the sky. Like it it, it lit up, like it had a, it had a silhouette around it, like the moon, right? You know how you look at the moon and it's got this glow around it, aura, all of a sudden this bright light, which was, huge actually compared to what it was before. And like I said, it was a satellite. We know what a satellite looks like a tiny, like a, like a pixel on a TV screen. Right. It's mm. just flying across. It went from a pixel to, you know, like a blob, a big bright light. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you've got to, and, I, and then, and then of course it just uh, flew over the horizon again in it and it was gone. But to me that indicates that I did, I did, I did call that to, to, to fruition it came and then it, it it did something that indicated that it was there right it was it, it almost gave me a sign like hi i'm here you called me see ya so again to me that's proof enough right? And we all have situations like somebody maybe have a near death experience. They come back, you, they can tell you what they did. It's good enough for them. If it's not good enough for somebody else, it doesn't matter to them. They experienced it. Give a fuck what you think. I'm telling you, you can laugh or you can go, I find that really interesting. That's changed my perspective on life, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so yeah, no, I went on a bit of a rant there, but that was my most interesting uh, experience with a UFO. Um, and I hope to see it again. You know, I'm going to keep doing it. And who knows? We'll see.
1: What about you? That's really interesting you say that. And, and what, is a, what is sort of, you know, apparent and stands out there is the communication aspect. Is You, you were essentially communicating with each other. You know, uh, it was flashing back to you to let you know it was there and you had attracted it to you through right. thought. Mm. And conscious thought and, yeah. and that is a whole nother podcast on itself but mm. these things work on consciousness and telepathy and stuff like that supposedly i like to say this not our beliefs these mm. are just things that we are you know these are just discussions and, and and points of interest um for me i never saw a ufo until i got into ufos and uh, my and harry got me into ufos and this was in 2017 2018 maybe um there was a massive transition in my life at the time. And, you know, I'd never really listened to podcasts, but I started listening to podcasts. Harry got me onto Joe Rogan and, um, got me onto listening to Joe Rogan not on, on the show. Um, yeah, you wish. <laughs> yeah, I do wish. Yeah. I think we'd have a great conversation, but, um, and we started li- and we started listening to all these people. First of all was Tom DeLong and, uh, we won't go into him, but that was the first sort of UFO insight, uh, Stephen Greer. And then Alain- along came Bob Lazar and we, uh, he's not been on Joe Rogan until recent, but we started deep diving into Bob Lazar and his experiences and stuff like that. So the UFO phenomenon really became apparent in about 2017. And that is where I started seeing UFOs. Um, and beforehand it's probably just because I never had looked for them. It's one of them things. If you don't look for it and you don't really pay attention, then you're just not going to see it. You know, Mm. that if you're not looking, Mm. then it's not going to, it's not going to be there. um, And I can't remember the first time I saw one, but I have seen a lot. And like you, I've got footage. I've got multiple photos of UFOs that we've filmed. Both of us have got footage. So if you guys ever want to see that, we can put them out somewhere. And they're not great. They're obviously filmed on phones, and it's very amateur footage. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? Focus more on how they move across the sky and... uh, (sighs) And yes, it's very different when you're experiencing it yourself. And what I will say is you get an energy flow through your body. The the hairs on my neck, back of my neck, stand up. I I get a chill through the whole of my body. Like something's happening to me. It's a very weird experience. Yeah. This is like direct communication with these things. So I'll go into one of the times I have seen a UFO, um, and I just finished work and, and where I work, there's, there's just um, open fields, right? And you can see for miles across these open fields and uh, out sort of to the west, to the southwest, um, there used to be an old RAF base, which is, um, whether this is tied into the story or not, but it's coincidental anyway, um, there used to be an old RAF base, obviously used to fly out there and fly out of there in World War II, the Americans did, um, But often we always see activity over that area, don't we? Mm. We always see UFO activity over that area. What I mean by, uh, we just mean strange lights moving strangely in the sky. Mm. And uh, one time I finished work and all of a sudden, um, it wasn't that dark even, was it? Uh, Because you've seen the footage, but all of a sudden a light appeared. It wasn't there before, it wasn't a helicopter. I've worked with helicopters my whole life. I know what they look like in the sky. I've worked with aircraft my whole life. I know what they look like in the sky. This was not a helicopter or a plane, it was still in the sky. Right. Like that, it appeared. A bright line, it was fairly bright. Mm. All of a sudden, another light appeared to the right of it and another light appeared to the left of it mm. now they were single craft; they they weren't connected okay so it wasn't one big craft with three lights re- resembling a triangle they were mm. they were separate i'm i'm pretty sure of that um but they were still in the sky and i just thought okay it's starting to get dark it could just be the stars starting to appear and show themselves or whatever through the darkness that that's coming um oftentimes it does but they, they tend to shine through. There you
0: go, there's the rational brain
1: trying to figure it out, right? You're not just straight away going,
0: it's aliens. You trying because you want to you want to justify that that conclusion. Look, I'm but first to debunk, I'm
1: first to get yeah, like, skepticism. Not, that. If, someone is healthy. Said, if someone showed me footage, I'd be like, that is a satellite. it's a satellite, you know, or it's a plane. Yeah. You know, that is. Um, it was a constant white light. OK, there was no blue or green flashing lights, which would be, uh, which would be you know, typical on an aircraft. Um, the, these were still in the sky. And you've got, rem- you got to remember, they appeared out of nowhere. They didn't travel there into my point of They just appeared out of nowhere. Um, and all of a sudden, they start moving. They, what, the, the centre one starts moving mm. to the left. The right one starts moving to the right. And the left one starts moving to the right. Mm-hmm. In that order. I'm just In my brain, that's how I'm dissecting it. And then as they move, they just fade out. They were not flares. I know what flares look like. They were not aircraft. They were not helicopters. There was no sound. They were far enough away that I I might not be able to have heard them. But if there was three aircraft up there, you would have heard them. Okay. Jets and aircraft, they have to fly across the sky. I think the lowest speed of, let's just say, 120 knots, 130 knots. Still fast. Helicopters can obviously hover. However, they, they, were not, they were not helicopters. They did not move like helicopters. Um, and quite frankly, I don't know what they were. And to this day, I don't know what they were. I'm not saying that they were anything. I'm just saying they're unidentified. And Harley, right, so we're talking about uh,
0: conventional aircraft, right? we talk about helicopters. They make a bit of a racket, right? They make a massive the racket. The only other aircraft that I know that the UK has that can hover is a Harrier jet. Harrier jets are decommissioned. They are decommissioned, and they, and are they were as fuck. making a racket.
1: Okay, so and, we would, and a Harrier jet would only hover landing. It wouldn't hover yeah, just in the middle really of the continent. Cool no it's a really cool bit of uh, equipment if it's but, out on a sortie. But I mean, it wasn't going to hover at you know. Um, 500 feet in the air. No, yeah, not about 300 feet, 400 feet. Exactly. Um, but what I want what I want to spring back to you, Harry, is over that same bit of sky, but a bit further to, to the west, out towards Huntingdon now, we're talking from from where I saw them, you saw a bright light in the sky when you was with a few of your mates going to the cinema. Oh, I did, you
0: yeah. you recall yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it spooked us, man. We had to actually stop at the side of the road, and bearing in mind my actual friends at the time, not really into the UFOs, uh, and I wasn't really, actually. Um, and so we were like, what is that? Uh, it almost was like it was following us. Um, and this was at the dead of night, midnight. Um, we're coming back from watching a scary film at the cinema. We're all <laughs> going, what's going on? We stopped the car. This, like you say, the lights, that it was similar to what you saw. It was hovering in the sky very bright like a supernova Mm, that's too that's very bright but we all know a supernova would be still in the sky it would be in one location and you would probably have to put a time lapse on your phone to follow it okay across the sky uh this thing was moving in it and and when we stopped the car it would stop okay (laughs) when we when we were done gawping at this thing we'd start the car again we'd go and all of a sudden it was back in front of us again
1: Apologies there, there was a brief interruption um, on the broadcast, um, but Harry was just talking about where he had seen a UFO um, on the way back from the cinema with his friends, it, it, it was a bright light, it wasn't a supernova, so they dispelled that. Um, Listen, the aliens are listening to our conversation and they're careful, not very happy with No, us. the aliens are happy, no, they're ha- they are happy with us. Which ones, the Palladians or the lizard people? No, the greys the greys uh, which is a third it? kind by the way there are different kinds of aliens okay there's not just one race of course there's not they're not all white they're not all black they're not all green they're not all blue okay they're different and they're from different star systems one star, star system that they are from is Zeta Reticules and the reason I know <laughs> the reason I know that is because Bob Lazar said so so it must be true uh, if Bob I'm joking it, by the way I'm joking if Bob Lazar said it then it's 100% that was proof. part of probably the disinformation package um, that he's probably given along with the briefs. We won't go into Listen, that. Listen, we're not going to know. We're not going to know until until
0: this craft that he says exists is seen
1: by the public. We're not going to know. Do you believe... I'm shouting. I'm ranting. Do you believe Bob Lazar... Do I believe Bob Lazar? Yes.
0: Is that because I have maybe a little bit of a bias to wanting? Absolutely. To believe course, in UFOs, 100 yeah. And especially
1: unconscious bias plays a massive part as well. Um, Harry, I want to digress from UFOs real quick, okay, because UFOs is a massive part of what we talk about. We talk about a lot of different things, and it's all connected. And what I want to talk about um, is a different question uh, that that we often ask ourselves. Now, look, we have two big questions in this world. Um, and that is, are aliens real? Where are they from? Where are they going, etc.? But that the alien question's a big one. I better also... I know, I
0: bet I know what you're gonna ask me. Go on. Listen, my brothers, if I get this right, then you know, wicked. Go on. Ask... You're gonna say what is after death. What is after death? Hey, I knew it. Personally. Uh there's a there's a couple of theories going out there right now that I am interested in. Um Richard Hoffman, I think his name is. I might have butchered that. Um But his his analysis of it is quite interesting, which is like trying not to be a dualist, um, and saying that there's either two things, um everything is conscious, meaning all matter, or this is a simulation and nothing is, and it's all false consciousness, and we are
1: just in this game and when we die we're gonna take off our helmets. But that's still a construct of consciousness. If we are in a simulation, consciousness is still real, it's just a different thing. Right? So if this is a simulation, okay let hang on, because that's that we get we get deep into this now, we go into the simulation theory. Let's not do that on this podcast because we could talk for hours about that, but let's just dissect what consciousness is. But that's our understanding. It could actually be com- something completely different. So if the simulation theory is real, okay, for example, playing devil's advocate, right, and it's not just the free will of life and the life cycle, right? Consciousness is still consciousness. It's just different. We just, we just have a different understanding of what it is. It's still real. So when we die, consciousness is still something that might go back into the computer or what I don't know but I'm just saying it's still a construct it's just we just have a different understanding of that construct but if do you this believe this is a simulation right gravity okay might be different to what we actually understand it you know we still don't actually understand gravity fully we understand what it does but we don't understand what it is i mean look at gravity i mean look at a black hole
0: there is so much energy involved in that that it warps space and time and let's be clear what is a black hole it's an implosion I'm not a physicist I'm not even going to attempt to talk about the mathematics behind a black hole but I know
1: and it pulls in it draws power it's strong the bigger it gets the stronger it gets and it keeps pulling and it'll pull everything Okay, we're di- yeah, we're, 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 going we've, we've we're going off on a tangent. We've digressed, go, we've gone into astrology. Talking about
0: consciousness, I do not believe that consciousness is a byproduct of the chemicals in our brain. I don't believe it. Okay. But that's just a belief system. I can't prove it the same way I don't think a chemist or a
1: biologist... Or, um, you know... A uh, brain surgeon. A brain surgeon can prove that. it can't. You're absolutely right. So what we have to do is look at the unbiased and impartial evidence that has been put forward. And the first cases I would put put forward, Harry, excuse me, um, are the near-death experience cases. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, they I, okay. I, I, I
0: like I like this because I've heard a lot of near-death experiences. They're
1: called NDEs for sure. NDEs. And, and, I've had and, an NDE. Well, and, I, and, I haven't, but that's what people say. Right. I've had they an They say that
0: they've seen a spirit guide. Yeah. Or Loved they ones. had or they had a uh, a complete uh review of their life. Yeah. Where they now, go through all of the situations
1: that they might have hurt someone or 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 or, or helped someone. Anything that you have ever said or actions you have ever taken, any interaction or encounter with another human being is reviewed, and you will see the impact of that action, conversation, um, or byproduct from whatever you've done. This goes back to the ancient Egyptians, where they talk about okay, the Hall of Osiris, mm. where the dead go to the Hall of Osiris, and their soul is 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 is, is put on a scale against the weight of a feather, mm. um, and all their goods and bads are weighed up. And that decides whether you go to heaven or hell, right? Mm -hmm. I I've probably I've completely butchered that. No, but I mean
0: I mean even that, like so many religions touch upon this death thing with scarily eerily eerily close similarities, right? Like you know you look at the the Egyptians and the way that they say you know, this this, this this, judgment day where you're put on the scales the judgment, of good and judgment evil. The judgment
1: of Osiris, that's it. That's
0: kind of like, you know, Christianity with the sins. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't sin. If you sin, you know, you're going to go to hell. I mean, obviously, hell, heaven and hell is different between... Uh, it's different to the Egyptians' version of the afterlife. Yeah, uh, or the Hindus. Or the Hindus. You
1: know, or, or, or the Muslims, or the ancient Sumerians. But, but they're all the saying text.
0: that... But they're all saying that what you do on this earth
1: affects what happens in the afterlife. And I disagree. And this is just an opinion. This is just my point of view. This is just my belief, okay? I do believe that we live on after death because we are ultimately energy, and we know that energy does not die. It just changes forms. And we know this from electrical to heat to kinetic to... You know, energy does not die. It just changes forms. And a lot like... um, a lot like Graham Hancock said in his band TED talk from a few years ago, many years ago now. Okay, I I, I carry the same belief as Graham Hancock. Is you know we are much the the uh, the radio signal to the radio set. Okay, and our bodies are the radio set with the radio, but the radio signal lives on. When the set dies, our body dies. The radio, the, the signal lives on; it doesn't die. We're energy, Harry, and. Uh, there's a woman called Dolores Cannon who also talks about the afterlife and and what happens in the afterlife and and um, it she believes okay not me I'm this is just a, I'm just theorising here but she believes I'm just saying her belief and what she explains. Um, is that like you come here to do work and when you die, you go back and you write down everything you've done good, everything you do bad, and then you sort of reset and you can come back after a period of time or straight away or, and you can keep doing work and that will basically elevate you.
0: Yeah, and okay. that's what a lot of these near-death experiences actually convey. They say they were actually ready to stay. They didn't want to come back, but, they, but, but for some reason they, they were under the impression that they weren't done yet.
1: They still they had told, stuff to finish. They were told yeah. that they are not done yet. You have to go back. You have work to still yeah, do. Yeah. And they didn't understand that because you don't. You're not supposed to. Because when you die and when you come back to this life, and I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just talking, you know, in terms of this is the belief, um, is that you, you are supposed to forget everything. Because if you remembered everything from when you were dead that you have to, you know, it would not work. And so I kind of do understand that. What I want to get into, Harry... Um, We've already got into a lot. I've lost it. Uh what I wanna get, get, what I wanna get into, Harry, is DMT. Mm. DMT, dimethyltryptamine, okay? We now know, okay, that we have dimethyltryptamine tryptamine in us, in our bodies. Mm. Okay. In the last couple of years, a lot has been said about DMT. And IOS. DMT is basically said to be the spirit molecule, okay? Mm, mm. DMT is released during dream sleep. DMT is released during near-death experiences. And when you die... We don't DM- actually
0: know. I mean, we don't... Th- th- so no, we, th- no, we do. We, we, know, we know that it's released, but we don't know how much quantity of it is released. No, we don't. Whether it's enough to induce, like, you know, massive hallucinations, or if it's just enough... We, we don't... There's not enough information on it. We know that there is traces of it found on, upon death, but we don't know what that does to the body, what that does to the mind. We are speculating. Harry. It's all speculation. It's fun. I like these brain games. They're they're fun for me and you. We we enjoy these conversations. But when we're when, you know when, we, when we're going to put this out into the ether, we have to make sure that we don't say things that there's no proof behind. No, you're right. So to but- say.
1: We know that it's released in death. We do. We, we do, know, but we it, don't know what it does. I didn't say that we did. No, I didn't say that we did, and I am choosing my words very carefully. Mm. I'm also, uh, I'm also you know, putting out a massive disclaimer as these are beliefs. These are not my personal beliefs mm. or yours. These are just what I put out there. Mm. This is just evidence that have been put forward to us and we're reviewing that evidence. So I want to make that clear, but I do also want to talk about, Harry, psych- psychedelics as a whole, okay, and how they change our gateway into seeing different things. Well, okay. I and this, have is another, this is another tangent. So. I have
0: something to say about this, okay? And this was found out on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if you've watched that podcast and I'm just relaying information you've already heard, I apologise. But for those of you that don't know about this, it's interesting as fuck. Do your research on it. So, the eye of Osiris. Is that what it's called? The eye of Osiris. No. Which is the pineal gland. The pineal gland is what produces the diamethyltryptamine. Diamethyltryptamine, DMT. Um, And if you go back to the ancient Egypt um, hieroglyphs, they actually had... I'm pretty sure it was the Eye of Osiris, wasn't
1: it? Is that what it's called? The Eye of Osiris. That sounds like... that, That sounds right... I'm Googling
0: it, mate, because I need to make sure... I thought sure. it was the
1: Judgment Hall of Osiris. Completely butchered. And anyway, what I will say is I don't have any experience with psychedelics, personally. I've, I I've, I smoked weed many years ago. It didn't get me high. I felt like shit. Okay, and then I joined the army and I've not taken drugs or anything since. So my, my experience with psychedelics is very, very limited. Um, Harry... Has explored a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more than me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like you know, I'm I'm just the average pot taker, right? I'm not I'm not going down the rabbit hole of ayahuasca or or toad venom or or some crazy or, stuff. You know, or I've rare I've only ever dabbled in 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 weed, and and for me. It's not been a gateway drug. I've not gone onto anything since. I haven't. I haven't. Haven't done anything else. I would be very interested, in, actually, in 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 taking
1: ayahuasca. Um, I would as well. And and ayahuasca, by the way, guys, is basically a drink. Um, it's called ayahuasca, and the active ingredient in it is DMT, but it also has other natural plants and medicines and ingredients. Um, because if you ingest DMT. Orally, um, there are there are enzymes in your stomach called monoamine um, which inhibit um, the active ingredient DMT. So it would inhibit it would inhibit um, your body experience any effects from it. It's called monoamine But there are monoamine inhibitors in the in ayahuasca, which basically block the monoamine Jesus Christ, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. Um, right? from working so the dmt does work and the dmt trips during um ayahuasca usually last for three four hours they're much more intense um you you know you'll have sickness and diarrhea after it or during it etc whereas if you were to smoke dmt or toad venom you can smoke it it's often a a much shorter trip of 10-15 minutes um still intense but not probably as intense and prolonged um and that and if you obviously if you smoke it you don't need the monoamine monoamine oxidase inhibitor yeah but anyway that's DMT that that's i mean that's and, and a, that's we, a we would love to we would love to take it wouldn't we that I'm is really a mouthful and be. i butchered it cuz i can't talk at the best of times i'm i'm kind of retarded look at the end of the day
0: these were these this complex i mean it's i mean it sounds complex it just took talking about it but these complex these complex uh you know compounds were found out by tribesmen in the bloody amazon rainforest okay they figured out that to ingest this thing to make you hallucinate you had to take the sap of another tree and introduce it to 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 stop your body to stop your stomach from
1: blocking blocking it and that's crazy how do they know that well, Harry. How did I, they know that, Harley? What I, I will say about these tribesmen and these—I um, won't call them cults because they're not cults. Okay, they're just communities in the rainforest that they mm. are. They are disconnected. Probably 50, Probably at most fifty strong. They are disconnected, okay, from the digital digital world. But what they are connected with is spirit, and what they often talk about. And Graham Hancock does talk about this. But what they do talk about, okay, is uh, not general society. Our society disconnect from spirit because of all of this technology we have disconnected with spirits we've even disconnected from the lights from the night sky if you if, you're in, a the, if you're in the city and you look up the light pollution is that is that is that bad you can't even see the stars and the stars are fucking beautiful by the way mm. you know we are we are fortunate we live out in the country a little bit we can see unreal nights um when i've been abroad away over in canada um and the middle east the sky the canopy above you is just amazing mm. you can see everything and there is no light it is amazing and it really it really give it, it gives it, it humbles you yes yes you know? it does it, really it makes you, you it makes you feel tiny and how how insignificant you are as a human being because do you know what all day um all day everyone is going to die all of us are going to die
0: Mm, we are,
1: we are. And so why the fuck do you care about what someone thinks about you from 10 years ago? Because you're not who you were 10 years ago. Right,
0: well, unfortunately, in these little city communities, um, like you say, they cannot look up at the vastness of space. So they are very within themselves. Mm, They're consumed. Instead of looking out into space, they're looking inwards. They're
1: consumed by their environment.
0: That is going to cause a build of ego. Which is then gonna cause, you know, tons of problems for them, um, because then they're gonna be worried about their image, their 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 status, um, and it probably like you say they become disillusioned. And I and I admit coming from a similar sort of place on Earth where, um, you you are, you're taken away from those lights in the sky. You're you're you are you you you've got nothing to look up at, right? Until you start to see the flashing lights, like Stephen Greer says, mm. what reason have you got to look up? You don't really see much. You, you see a haze, okay? Um, so I was one of them people that probably did have a bit of a build of ego. And then I think I, think I went through an ego death. Uh, and and I, I'm not going to blow smoke up his ass, but I think I, I, would, I would attribute that to Joe Rogan. Because the way he talks about his ego death um, had a profound impact on me. And the way I looked at myself
1: mm.
0: and it's and it's cool that the, the, the technol the, the technical the, 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 the new technology age gives us the ability to look at stuff like that right because before the t- before before the internet you know a, a drop of consciousness would cause a ripple right mm. Us uh, having this conversation it's like a ripple I affect your I affect you, you affect me we cause ripples between ourselves, right? But the internet allowed people to cause tsunamis, right? Because one person could reach a billion people. And then those billions of people then have been influenced. They then in turn spread it again. And and it causes a mass tsunami of information, which could be good or it could be bad. And now we 're going
1: through the age of
0: uh, censorship and, and that 's another podcast right that 's another podcast
1: but why I get into harry's technology and, and social media and you 're right it can be used for good and it can, can be used for bad because everything is information and information now can spread like wildfire mm. uh, instantaneously there 's lots of support. charlatans out there you 're absolutely right yeah you're absolutely right there are they're everywhere they 're everywhere and it 's hard and it 's getting harder to decipher them Yep. it's getting harder to say you are because they 're getting so good at say at cloaking what they really are what i I want to get into really quick harry before we have to go because you've got work soon i've got to go unfortunately Um, i just want to get into before the internet and how simple life was before i want to talk about our upbringing quickly and some of the stuff that we got into i want to get into trauma actually really quickly harry what is the most traumatic thing from our childhood that um that you can remember and that haunts you maybe or that you maybe don't even think about but looking back you go okay that was traumatic but because that was traumatic um, you know i I look at trauma a different way now, or whatever or just any stories from our childhood that are funny that you just you know just have a little reminiscing session real quick about our childhood, just to give people um a quick insight to how we were brought up it 's you know cool so uh, the way we were brought up was um unconventional, do you think or th- there is no conventional there is no normal right i believe you know i i I feel like we were very lucky to mm. be born
0: in a time before mobile phones really became parasitic. And when I say parasitic, I mean there are people that have their phone attached to them at all times. The way a parasite would attach to its host, okay? They can't live without each other. They're in symbiosis, right? The phone can't live without the person because it would eventually... Yeah, the the phone would eventually die because it needs charging, and the the human being would eventually get depressed because it doesn't have that, you know, constant the cycle flow of life. It's, a, it's it's a life cycle. It's, it's become an ecosystem. it's become integrated into our lives, and I'm seeing it now affect young people more and more. Yeah. I see four year olds walking with their mobile phones, and I'm like, what? This is this is a thing. Uh, And and then Joe Rogan said it best on his podcast. He said, you know, how can parents, um, it's difficult for parents when, you know, say if you've got your child at school, you don't want to give them a mobile phone, but all of the other children do. They come home crying. Why can't I have a mobile phone? You're not allowed, you're not old enough, but everybody else does. Traumatic, you talk about trauma. That could be deemed as traumatic. Seeing all of your friends play on this technology that they don't have, um, that could be traumatic. Um, again, it's probably not as traumatic as maybe getting, uh, you know, uh, abused by your mother or father. I mean, that's a different kettle of fish. Um, there's different levels of this, but, um, going, going, going for maybe what was most traumatic for me in my childhood, oh, we all, we all, we all experienced trauma, um, every day is traumatic as a child, right? Going to school, maybe you split up with a girlfriend, maybe you was completely embarrassed, maybe you pooed yourself, weed yourself, I don't know. Um, there's lots of different versions of trauma. Um, so, so to pick, so, so to pick one event is difficult for me. Um, you know, there's falling out of trees when you're trying to find that, 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 that big massive golden conquer at the top, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, Maybe I'll, I never experienced being bullied, but um, there's obviously situations that happen when you're at school. That you know, I mean, it, it's kind of as you get older, looking back on it, talking about it, seems just ridiculous that that would even cause trauma. But it does. But it does because it does because yeah, small isolation. And it instance. all affects you. And it all it, it all makes you into the person you are today you know you're absolutely right how you choose to deal with it do you pick yourself up do you pick your chin up and go right brush it off i'm still going to be a better person i'm still going to be this i'm still going to be i'm still going to do that um and some people are better at doing that than others um and is that is that
1: i don't know we never needed, uh, we never needed. When we was younger, we as a, as as a, a like. Uh, I'm the youngest of three, right? You're the oldest, so there's two years between us all. So there's actually four years between me and you, right? It's a big age group. It's a big age difference, especially when you're young, right? And your friends and mine, but we all hang around together, okay? And what we didn't need is we didn't need re- positive reinforcement from anyone. We didn't have egos. We didn't have an image of ourselves. We were just living in the moment, you know, and I want to take it back to we used to have the most fun mm. and we had nothing, Harry. We didn't, we was obviously very fortunate uh, growing up. We, we wasn't, you know, well off by any means, but we was always, you know, we had enough. Um, but we was fortunate in the sense of we just had good friends and we would go out and play. We would cause a nuisance. But we just we we didn't need any outside influence. We We didn't. didn't We were happy with a a ball. A
0: football. Uh, We was happy with a ball. Even without the ball, we We would come together as a big group, maybe 20 of us, and we'd play, you know. English bulldog. Remember that? Games. Just games outside.
1: Yeah. Now I don't see anybody outside. Uh, That's before the pandemic. Someone jumped into my garden and was like, oh, I'm playing runouts. Cool. Like, cool. Hide in the shed. Hide in the shed.
0: Right, yeah, and that's and that's Sneak because out you, the you have to encourage this. You have to encourage people to 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 play together instead of
1: becoming isolated. I remember Harry. Yeah, how old was I, Harry? Because I can't even remember how old I would have been. I would have been no more than ten years old. Right, right. I was out until gone ten o'clock at night. Playing run-outs, weren't we? Mm. Right, and mum sent in the police helicopter Of course, out. yeah, mum
0: was mum's, tra- <laughs> that's, mum's trauma. There you go, she, trauma,
1: she was traumatized <laughs> from, from sent in the police helicopter out for me, right? How old was I? Because I can't even remember. I don't know, you probably would have been
0: about six. Six? Maybe. And it was fine. No, nah, you probably would have been older than that.
1: No, do you reckon? Seven, eight? Uh, no, you might, no, you might have been about six, seven, yeah. Yeah, we would play out until gone ten o'clock at night, Harry. And- but, now you're a, but now you're a father,
0: imagine if... Little man was out until ten o'clock at six. How would you feel? <laughs> no, no, you're laughing because you're now going. Fucking, I would love it. I would be for you. You would be out there with a bloody but- Torch the world different. is a
1: different place nowadays. Okay, where we was, we was in no danger back then, man. And I still believe it now. It was like someone had a hand over the top of all of us. It was like you're protected. Weird. We could you say never that? get yeah. hurt, Harry. We felt invincible. And do you know what we was? And the closest we came to death or getting hurt, and I remember this one time, Harry. We was out behind the LP, the Law Protector. There was a field. You know, you've got the LP shops mm. and you've got that field out to the back of it. Just just there. There's a block of flats. Right, we yeah, there was a guy, were We they, kept yeah. kicking a football at this guy's glass. We didn't break the glass, but we kept kicking them because it was getting a reaction. And we'd finished doing that and we were stood in a circle. And we were all talking. We were stood in a circle by these conifers that ran linear to a, to a road. And over the road was our, our, our junior school. Anyway, I remember looking up and seeing a guy in a blue jumpsuit. With a baseball bat, ready to swing, the oldest person in this group was ten years old. If I were six, seven, the oldest person was 10, 10 11 years old, looking back i th- I thought you know looking back, like I remember just being a giant i wasn 't small, I just remember being how I am now, you know a big, big guy. Yeah. He was about four feet away from hitting someone from around the head i can 't remember if it was Liam had his back to him. You were stood sort of you know uh, just off to the side and everyone turned around because I was like he's got a bat I remember, I remember saying it and he, it, you know um, you know, Trevor off of GTA mm. it reminds me of him like coming out you know the fucking crazy nutty yeah. guy yeah. yeah and he went he would have fucking hit one of us man yeah how devastating were so we came close to death we also came close to death in, in other ways of like jumping off roofs I remember when we broke into a, the primary school and we was jumping roof to roof and the police came <laughs> But that's by that yeah, but yeah, I mean, but, no, but, but, it, but we were close is... to death. But that's what I mean. Yeah. We are always so close to death. If you're driving up the road, you're you're only two meters away from an oncoming car going sixty miles an hour. You, I you mean, are if, close you really, to death if you every minute of the day, if we all, if
0: we are, we are so close to death. And if we, and if it was a thing that we thought about all the time, none of us would want to, would want to leave the house.
1: No, you're right. Exactly. So you can't. You know? and that's the thing. You've got to live your life. And I Have used you... to
0: say this about the COVID thing about when 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 they would release the deaths, and I said. I like, I like you know if the, if if they released the figures of how many people die in car crashes every year you wouldn't get in a fucking car No you're right
1: you're absolutely right honey. right
0: so there's obviously death happening all of the time it's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of and thousands it's fine. of years and it's okay it's okay um in fact you know some some like we were talking about the Egyptians they celebrated death they it, 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 it was ritualized it was it was it was idolized it was even some for
1: some probably uh, Look,
0: looked forward
1: to, right? Mm. Um, well, you can say the same with, with, you know, martyr Muslims. Yeah. And let's just say terrorists, right. for example. Yeah, I mean, right? They can't wait to die and go to heaven with okay. 17 virgins.
0: Yeah, but I don't think the Egyptians were trying to take no, thousands, thousands of people with
1: them, you're right? You're absolutely right. But, it's, but it's, it's the same idea of people and communities and religions look forward to death. I know we've got to wrap this up. So we have to wrap this up. I'll, just, I'll, I'll end this with one thing and one thought of, have you ever seen a dead body? Yes. How peaceful did it look, man? It did look peaceful. Okay. If it's in a car wreck and it's mangled, oh, obviously not. Okay, no, but no. if you just see someone that started natural courses or whatever, it, it's a shell. It's a shell, and even if you do look at that mangled body, I've seen mangled bodies, right? With you know, it's a it, there's there's nothing there. Mm. The, you can just tell the person's gone, and what that says to me, Harry, is the person was once there the person's now gone and what that what that says to me is that the body is just a shell and it's a vessel you're absolutely right now that's funny you even say it and the brain brain... is like an antenna like Um, a like on your radio
0: right it's It's, no no, it's it's tuning into a frequency you're absolutely right um that that the body is 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 able to withstand right like um maybe an intelligence that is high high enough to like for example uh a, a worm right is very simplistic in 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 what it what it needs and what it i don't know could a worm could a worms okay um, i don't know where i'm going with this because it is really interesting and i do have to go right but in the next podcast we'll talk about death uh, frequencies brains antennas and
1: everything Included, but what I did just quickly, I'll wrap this up now because what I want to say is it, it comes full circle. Because what I will say when it comes to the shell thing of a dead body, okay, the aliens refer to us as carriers. Carriers, yes, that is a podcast for us next. Right, thanks for listening, thanks guys. Thanks for listening, guys. And, uh... Sorry, this. I mean, look, we're <laughs> amateurs. We're amateurs at this, okay. Awful, dude. And
0: we want to carry on. So, um if if this does reach you. um, Give it a share, and, give it a like give it yeah. a give it a comment and and you know at some point um I do want to start talking to people and I want to have these conversations so we
1: will and we're gonna, we're gonna we are going to set up we are going to get a camera we're going to get a studio the whole thing so we, we we will get there guys, but um yeah, for now, ciao, ciao.